The kids called it the House of Revolution. It was a huge place with a balcony right on Tahrir Square, more like a decaying antique shop than an apartment. There were at least a dozen rooms full of dusty old furniture and gilt-framed paintings, encyclopedias in several languages, dead plants and chipped tiled tables covered with laptops and ashtrays and newspapers and plates of half-eaten food. Its owner was a 49-year-old slacker and bohemian named Pierre Soufi, who'd thrown it open as soon as the demonstrations began, giving refuge to protesters not out of any political conviction, but because he was afraid there would be a massacre and he wanted to protect the kids. The house became an essential annex for the revolt against Hosni Mubarak, a pit stop and plug-in zone with a perfect ninth-floor view of the square. Within days after the first protests started, on January 25, 2011, an eclectic crowd had colonized the place. There were Kyrene artists and intellectuals, scores of college-age protesters, journalists and human rights workers, even a few Islamists, all resting and plodding and sharing information throughout the day and night. They would cook a huge pot of lentils every evening and carry it downstairs to distribute to those sleeping in the square. People came and went constantly, stepping over sleeping bodies, glowing laptops, and Pierre's cat and two terriers. No one was in charge, and yet somehow someone fixed the toilet and washed the dishes and stocked the kitchen with bread and beans and fruit. A bookseller had set up a stand by the door downstairs, selling banned books. Most were opposition pamphlets and anti-Mubarak polemics, but also, oddly, some books about Hitler and Stalin. Al Jazeera set up a live feed on the roof, just above Pierre's vast wraparound balcony, and because everybody was watching Al Jazeera, not just across the Arab world, but even inside the square, you had a peculiar feeling of being behind the scenes in a vast and mirrored opera house. Pierre presided over it all like a benevolent Arab version of Allen Ginsberg. He must have weighed 300 pounds, a pear-shaped figure with a beard and shoulder-length gray hair that soared in every direction. He sat at a cluttered oak desk by the door, welcoming visitors, giggling, and chain-smoking Marlboros. When I first arrived, he wore a faintly Dada t-shirt bearing the Kentucky Fried Chicken logo of Colonel Sanders, and below it, the words, in Arabic, May your grandfather rest in peace. I introduced myself and he glanced up and pushed back the thick plastic glasses that were always falling off his nose. I'm just like everyone else here, he said. No one knows anything. He came from a wealthy Coptic family and had dabbled in art and acting, but for the most part, he said, I don't do much. I'm a revolutionary, but I'm a salon revolutionary. The kids adored him. He seemed to embody the refusal of all authority, the only kind of father figure their movement would accept. On that first day at Pierre's place, I met a Muslim Brotherhood member who described how the police had tortured him in 2002, using electrical wires on his genitals. He had been arrested and jailed dozens of times since then. Now he had brought his wife and children to the square and would not leave until Mubarak stepped down he said. Also listening to this grim monologue on a mattress next to me was Khaled Abul Naga, a famous Egyptian actor and heartthrob 
A few feet away was Khalid Abdullah, the boyishly handsome British-Egyptian star of The Kite Runner and United 93. Before the revolution, these two men would have drawn squeals of adoration from the twenty-somethings around us. Now no one seemed to notice them. The revolution had eclipsed their fame. Both men had camcorders and treated the young protesters as if they were the celebrities. The best thing Mubarak did was to push people so hard they all melded together, Abul Naga told me as we sat on broken chairs in Pierre's TV room. The poor, the wealthy, the secular people, the Muslim brothers, we all came together and it spread to every city in Egypt.